0: Hello, and welcome to the LMA Podcast featuring thought-provoking conversations with legal marketing and business experts. We hope you enjoy today's episode.
1: Hi, LMA Podcast friends. Welcome to a very special episode of this LMA Podcast. My name is Ashraf Lakani, and I am the Chief Business Development and Marketing Officer at Porter Hedges LLP based in Houston. I've been working in legal marketing, for more than 20 years at both AMLA 100 and mid-sized firms. I've also been active in LMA for a very long time and served as the association's president in 2018. I'm joined today for this special episode by two amazing industry peers who will introduce themselves shortly. So why is this a special episode? Because it's the 100th episode of the podcast. That's an amazing amount of content and thought leadership from our community, from across so many different parts of the industry, and truly a milestone in which we can all be proud. And I'm especially grateful to be here hosting this episode, given how much LMA has meant to me, both professionally and personally. So as a fun little aside, I did a little digging about what 100 episodes means. So when TV used to mean something, 100 episodes was a milestone for TV shows because it meant that they could be syndicated. And that's when you could turn TV shows into really money-making deals. So I went back and looked at, some of my favorite notable 100 episodes. And the one that stood out to me, for any of you fans of Friends, uh, the 100th episode of Friends was one where Phoebe gave birth to her brother's babies, and Joey gave birth to two kidney stones. So I can't promise that much drama today on our podcast, but I am excited about the conversation we're gonna have and wanna welcome my two friends, into this podcast so let me turn it over to our two guests joining me today are kim renick and alicia Suter. uh kim do you want to introduce yourself to our friends
0: Hi, Ashraf. Thank you. Um, it's a pleasure to be here today. And I'm Kim Rennick. I too have been in legal marketing and business development for um, probably longer than I should admit. I guess it's, we're going on 22 years. I, I started as a practicing litigator uh, in a big law firm and moved into sales for Thomson Reuters and have held a variety of marketing and BD roles. I've been a chief marketing officer for the past five years uh, in two different AmLaw 100 firms. Great. Alicia?
2: Yes. Hi, Ashraf. Hi, Kim. It's so fun to be with both of you today. Um, I am one of the managing directors at Growth Play, where I get to spend a lot of my time helping lawyers and law firms think about how they grow their practices. But I've also been um, a longtime member and card-carrying member of LMA uh, for, I think, 24 years now. Um, I started my career working inside law firms doing business development and marketing um, roles and responsibilities, and then several years later, switched to the consulting side. Um, Spent lots of years working as a volunteer leader across the organization, including getting to spend about five years um, serving on the international board and then as 2012 president, I think, uh, if memory serves me correctly.
1: (laughs) Sometimes we want to erase the memory and sometimes we want it to last, right? (laughs) Depends on that. Well thanks both of you uh, for being here. And I'm excited about the conversation we're going to have. So Before we jump in, um, I just wanted to quickly share a little bit about this podcast. 100 episodes, as I said, is a milestone. And the first one uh, was launched in September 2016. And um, I don't know if podcasts were cool back then, but they certainly are today, right? So um, I didn't start listening to podcasts until I would say probably 2020 when I would go for long walks and needed something to kill the time. But LMA, as it has been for a lot of things, was forward in that. So September 2016, and uh, it, you know when it started, episodes focused on the LMA body of knowledge, and it's evolved to encompass uh, nine different series, including Strategies Live and Sig Share Out. It's a leading member, it's a leading resource for our industry and um, has great listener engagement. So today's conversation, kind of knowing where we've been with LMA, and a lot of the changes that have happened, especially recently, um, that have put some things in hyperdrive. We wanted to focus today to reflect back a little bit, and then look forward uh, to where we're headed. So maybe we can start with both of you. You know, anytime you meet people who are in LMA or in the legal marketing industry, the common question we get is, "How did you get into it?" Right? That's the standard question. And um, so when I visit with people, something that I've said for a long time, is that unlike the lawyers we work for, we are not legal marketers because our parents were legal marketers or their parents before them. Uh, We actually chose this profession, um, or sometimes maybe it chose us. But from that perspective, there's tremendous diversity of experience amongst our peers. So I'd like to know, maybe Kim, we could start with you, kind of what, what brought you into legal marketing? Uh, from at the very
0: beginning. Yeah, so I started as a litigator in a big law firm, and I didn't hate it, but the experience was pretty monastic. Uh, lots of research, then write the brief. Um, then maybe six months to a year later, maybe you get to argue in court or take a deposition. Um, and so yeah, very, very like monastic experience. And I had this opportunity present itself to move into a sales role for Thomson Reuters. And it was just too alluring to me uh, to not pursue. I was excited at the notion of learning how to build a book of business, learning how to develop clients. Um, and my clientele ultimately was amlaw 100 law firms. My territory uh, for the first several years was Washington, D.C. It then expanded out beyond that. I share that only to say that I started meeting all of these incredible people, like yourselves, inside of law firms. Um, it was really striking to me how law firms were filled with people who are really smart, and um, the BD team and marketers, how how tied they were to the business of the firm. You know, that these are people who know and understand where the money's coming from, and, and where and how to go seek more <laughs> um, business for the firm. And um, so it was sales, but it was also a different flavor of sales. It's using influencing skills. And I, I don't know, it was just too alluring to me, the opportunity to work inside of uh, the industry that I know, but then to use the BD skills that I had acquired at Thomson Reuters um, in furtherance of uh, the business of a big law firm. So um, yeah, and and I, that's what drew me. <laughs> I just wanted to join the club as as that's just the truth and I haven't turned back.
1: So I love that. So you described being an attorney as monastic Mm -hmm. a couple of times. Tell me what that means to you though, but tell me, I've never heard it described that
0: way. Um, go into my office, sit at my desk. Maybe if I need some flow state, I put on, um, classical music and I start researching of course on Westlaw that's the product I sold how could I not plug them and uh research and then also uh write the brief and then maybe after I've written the brief or the motion and it's a lot of thinking goes into that and and for me Um, I mean, like, if you're a lawyer, it's like, no, duh, yes, a lot of thinking goes into it, but like hard thinking, uh, really mental gymnastics of sitting, thinking hard of, well, these are the facts of the case. This is the precedent. Um, How do I marry this and to make a persuasive argument on behalf of our client so that we can get to the next step, when to get to the next step? And that just means for me, it was a lot of spending time by myself thinking hard and then turning edits (laughs) after I turned in my brief or motion to the partner for whom I worked. Um, And then moving into a sales and DD role, it was much more collaborative and engaging with other people and um, more idea focused. Like, you know, like rather than finding the path forward, it was there are many paths that we could use to develop this client. And um, it just suited my personality better and more.
1: That's great. I think the one thing we can all agree is that there's no, Yes. The, the diversity of um, experience every day is something I think that we share as a common interest. Um, mm-hmm. It's different every day, right? And I, yeah. I love that concept that there's not one answer to a lot of things we do. There's ideas and uh, different approaches. Now, some can get you in more trouble than others, but you have to pick how much trouble you're willing to take on. That's great. Um, Alicia, so I know you um, you have a great background as well. And, you know, uh, Kim and I are both currently in law firms, but you have the wonderful perspective of seeing so many different firms um, from where you sit today. And I know you've been in them as well. So tell us a bit more about your journey to legal marketing. I-
2: I do get to to work across lots of law firms. Um, My my initial uh, foray into the world of legal marketing and business development, though, was, like many of us, um, a little bit of an accident, a fortuitous accident. I had come out of business school and was looking for something that was non-traditional post-MBA because I thought everything else was too predictable, and this was at the height of dot-com mania. And so I... Uh, answered a, a job opening in the classifieds because that at the time was how you found your jobs, and there was a law firm opening to do marketing for um, one of the big law firms. And I thought, oh, that is so innovative! Whoever thinks about marketing for a law firm, I love that it was. It sounded so different, and um, was so applied for the job, got the job, and then quickly discovered how challenging. Um, of a role being the steward of a marketing profession or more marketing responsibility in a law firm really is. And um, thought, what have I done? I've made a big colossal mistake. And so I was about to, to exit um, probably several times there were moments where I was like, ah, I don't think they really value marketing and business development in law firms. And I'm not sure that um, I'm making a difference here. And then uh, what woman I was working with at the time, I had hired her to be a coaching consultant for my lawyers. um, And now she's been my business partner for going on 16 years, um, helped me recognize the opportunity to really make a difference in the world because lawyers and law firms are at the middle of everything important that happens. And so they influence anything pivotal that's happening in our society, in our world. And I thought, ah, that's so cool. Who's influencing the influencers though? And it occurred to me at that moment, that aha moment where I was like, oh, who better to do that than the marketers and the business developers? What a great role and responsibility to really think about the fact that that role for this entire profession, right? The conduits of like what happens important in the world Um, that we can be people who whisper in their ear, helping them to think about how they are really wielding their influence, how they are building relationships, how they are talking about the kinds of problems that they solve and why it matters for the world. And that was a really inspiring moment where I immediately got hooked for the rest of my career. So I've been here ever since. So that's how I fell into it, by accident, but fortuitously.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you and I have known each other for a very long time. And What I've always loved and respected about you and your business and your colleagues is how your personal values come through in everything that you do. Mm. Sometimes we get lost in this crazy, ridiculous, silly bubble of law firms and legal, and it all becomes very transactional. And um, like I said, you and I have known each other a long time and I've always appreciated how your personal values and your sense of what we do good for the world, for our communities, comes through in the work that you do with with everybody that you do. So I think that's great that that was kind of a an inflection point for you to find this career and this path. Um that's fantastic. So thank you both for that. So let's let's maybe shift a little bit and let's think about um maybe our community, the legal marketing community and um where we are today and you know I think LMA is close to 4000 members i remember someone telling me in total there may be 10,000 total people in the legal marketing community broadly uh maybe i'm making that number up but that, to me that's that's something that um, i've kind of heard so from where it started it's it's huge right and it's changed a lot but where do you think as a legal marketing industry and a community we should be focusing on to help sustain that growth and you know what areas do you think we can um Continue to make an impact for the future, Alicia. You want to take that one as a as a start? Wow.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A small just, question, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just kind of um, still in awe of the numbers because I remember um, stepping into the to the international board, and we were like just topping over maybe a little over a thousand members at that time. So I'm just um, in awe of the growth and the enormous amount of growth that's happened um, over the last several years and decades that we've been an association. Um, you know, I, I, I just talked about it. I really think that as um, we serve as such a point of both connectivity to the outside world for our law firms, because as Kim said, it, it can be a very monastic <laughs> profession where you're very insular. And I think the role of marketing and business development is to to connect what's happening on the outside and what's happening on the inside of our law firms. And we probably are uniquely positioned to do that. I also think that um, one of the things that marketing and business development can do so well is to be the mirrors to all of the greatness and the, the goodness, right. That sits inside our law firms, um, in our practice areas, in our lawyers, and to call out the things that they don't often see for themselves because they, they are just heads down. And so I, um, as we think about just sort of where the world is at large, I think right now, one of the things that legal marketing and business development can do is really help law firms think how can they best position themselves to lead the kinds of both societal, but also organizational change that matters most to the people inside their firms, um, and then figure out how to call that out. Because I think, Ashraf, for many of us, we forget, we think it's just a job that we show up to every day to get a paycheck. And the lawyers do, too. And so one of the things that I would hope our our community continues to do is to recognize it's not just helping our lawyers get more money. Yes, that is an outgrowth if we do our jobs right. But I think our job is to really think about and help and hold the conversations where we're helping our lawyers and the people inside our law firms think about what are we really awesome at and how does that shift and change really important problems in the world and I think there are so many of them right now, whether that's increasing diversity and inclusion across our firms and our profession in the world at large, whether it's helping to create a more civil <laughs> um, society where people can entertain different perspectives and opinions, um, whether it's helping get the economy back on track. Um, all of those things I think are just really important. And We have such a big role to play to, to help our lawyers re- realize that that's what the game they're in, not just solve for a legal
1: Yeah, no, I think that's 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 right, and it's um, I mean, it goes back to your initial point that the firms that we're at, no matter what your size, whether you know a small, relatively small firm or your massive global firm, you have an impact on the community. And I remember talking to a few managing partners about the burden they feel about leading so many people, right? And it's not just the people that work for you it's the families of those people, it's the people they may support. Uh, but again, going back to what you said, there is so much community impact that our well-funded, well-organized, you know, teams have. And we, as legal marketers, are very much in the middle of all of that and having impact um, directly. And easy an
2: meaning, Ashraf, right? I think we are the holders and the, the- the conveners and the definers of meaning. Um, And we do that as well. We're storytellers. Yeah.
1: And we have to sort of sometimes lift our heads up from the (laughs) day-to-day grind to recognize that. Uh, Cam, what are your sort of thoughts on what we do well and what we can sort of you know, keep doing to sustain our value in the industry?
0: I, thank you. I I think that all of us on this call and our peers within legal marketing and business development, I think that we are some of the most innovative people in law firms and in the legal industry period. We have been for a long time. Um, you know, what I'm really struck by is when you look down the AmLaw 100 rankings and you look at the profits, um, what I can't help but think every single time is look at all that money that this community drove. Um, And and I know that it isn't every single dollar that hits the bottom line of a firm, but the truth is it takes a village to bring in a million dollars in business, let alone a billion dollars in business or two or $3 billion. And oftentimes right at the front lines, that you have your community of legal marketers and business developers who are externally raising the profile, oftentimes in really unique and creative ways, um, who are keeping abreast of the client at the same time, knowing and understanding what's happening with them, reading earnings reports, let's say, as an example, connecting the dots, getting that in front of the partner, oftentimes interfacing directly with the client, um, thinking five bounces of the ball down the road, thinking about partnerships that can be created. I could go on and on. Um, The output of work and the breadth of work that's put forward by our community is stunning. And I think that's true whether you're at a big firm or a small firm. I'm always, frankly, blown away by the legal marketers who I meet. And so I just think what what will change into the future are the firms that truly embrace their legal marketing and business development professionals and understand what diamonds they have, the firms that truly embrace them will win ahead of others. Um, and I think that we're at an inflection point. You see it in the news um, about you know people in our profession porting, enti- in fact, entire teams porting to other firms. Um, it's starting to underscore the value proposition of what this community brings. And I think that firms of all sizes, it would be wise To pay attention.
1: No, I think that's spot on. And I also want to emphasize that this impact we're talking about, you don't have to be the leader of the group Mm -mm. or head of the practice group marketing efforts. Leadership comes in all different shapes and sizes within legal marketing. And you could be the most junior person on the team and still provide leadership and that creativity and bring those ideas. And I think that's something that's also um, an asset to what we do. Um, leadership shows up in so many different ways at all levels, no matter the size of your firm, no matter what your role is and, um, the opportunity to engage with leadership, support leadership, be leaders yourself in different ways, um, exists in so many different forms.
2: Ashraf, hundred percent. And one of the things that I'm so grateful for about LMA in particular, is that I think LMA not only recognizes that it's a place to come to, to give us our own technical professional development, but that recognition that it's leadership is a mindset and it's a way of being. And LMA has, I think, given our members so many opportunities to both practice and learn right how to do that through, I I know that it's been an invaluable place for me to sharpen my own saw around that notion um, as I've, Built my career.
1: Yeah, I say it all the time. LMA makes me a a better professional. Yeah, it's it's really that simple. Being a member in the community makes me a better professional. So let's talk a little bit. I want to combine maybe a couple of thoughts here about um, about something that we've talked about Um, in terms of being a legal marketing professional um, and having a role in the business of law. What makes you proud? of being part of this community? Um, And what are you most hopeful for looking to the future? Kim, you want to take a swing at
0: that? Um, At the risk of repeating myself, I am just really proud of the money that we collectively drive. Um, And I think uh, in nearly any other profession, um, if you were to go look at the bottom line, there'd be massive annual sales meetings, che- you know, cheering for those sales professionals who helped to bring it in. And I look at all of us, regardless of your role in marketing and BD, uh, all of us had a hand in the bottom line of, of our firms each year. And I'm so proud of our contributions um, and, the, you know, what we've driven collectively Um so, you know, that I that, that was my first answer, but I forget what the second question was.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. So to that point real quick, I was talking to a colleague yesterday and he said he wanted to rebrand the department from the marketing business development department to the Department of Strategic Growth. Love that. <laughs> right. To change the mindset. But to your point, Kim. Uh, no. And the second question was um, sort of what are you most hopeful for? Right. So that's the I agenda. would be most
0: hopeful of exactly what you just said, and I'm sorry yeah. to speak over you there, but you know, um, yeah, I'm hopeful that we start to be seen as strategic growth directors, leaders. We already are in a lot of firms. um, but I would like to see that across more law firms. and i I and I think it will happen in in short course and short order. Alicia, you want to jump in,
1: sort of what are you? yeah, I, thoughts I, about this sort of what are you most proud of? and again, you're value system almost comes through with these answers. So I, I can't wait to hear what you say. Well, uh, yeah, go ahead. I'll,
2: I'll take it from a values perspective, but I'll also take it just building on what Kim is saying. Um, I saw, I came across an article recently um, that was measuring the size of the legal profession globally um, the legal services market encompasses about $767.1 billion globally, of which the US uh, legal market is said to be about $437 billion. And this was based on some 2021 data. $437 billion of revenue, <laughs> Kim, that legal marketing and business developers are largely play such an instrumental role in driving. I mean, those. that's not Chump change. And uh, by comparison, the global airline industry was valued at six hundred and eighty six billion U.S. dollars. And we're just slightly a couple hundred billion underneath that. I mean, that's a that's we are really driving some significant business outcomes. And that is one of the things that I'm enormously proud of. Our community for evolving this profession that was largely, right, um, a a profession into a very legitimate business and industry, Um, and I think it's largely been due over the last, you know, since 1977 because of the introduction of marketing into the law firm world. So kudos to us for bringing that kind of economic growth. Again, I think some of the things that I'm really proud about our community for for bringing in addition to the hard business objectives would be the fact that I think we are the kind of the spirits and the conscience of law firms, right? So we bring... Um, the soul, soul, soulfulness or the humanness back out. Um, and it's not just about law and it's not just about money, but it's recognition that we are human beings solving problems for other human beings in the world. And we're the reminders or the Jiminy Cricket's of our of our firms um, that that's what we're up to. And I, I love that marriage between those two perspectives. I'm really, really proud of the enormous creativity that exists within our ranks to do that. It's and let's also just uh, one other thing that occurs to me you know, when I think about the, pr- the pride is it's a really hard job. So Kim, you were calling it out, like the breadth of what we have to be responsible for, um, sort of the cultural challenges that we, know, we all know we face. Um, so I'm just proud of this group of people because I think you've got to have a certain character, right, and grit. And creativity and optimism, which I think is so rare to find all of those things um, in one professional community. and we bring it by in spades.
1: No, I think that's it's amazing. And I think uh, you know, LMA has afforded us the opportunity to kind of recognize that as a community. You know? Um, I always have this sense when you're in your role at your job, you feel like you're somewhat on an island because you're fighting things. And then you go to, like you mingle with your community or you go to a conference, you go to an LMA launch and you realize there's so many other people who are facing the same challenges as you. And it forms a sort of unique bond that, you know, you can all tell similar stories and share ideas about how to address them, how to deal with them, have just sort of communal support. So um, from that perspective, I would say LMA for me has just been about a community of support, and um, you know that's, you know maybe shifting gears a little bit for me. That's been the strength that LMA has provided me, and I said it earlier. It makes me a better professional, right? To me, that's been the most valuable thing about my LMA experience, um, and how we've been able to contribute to the growth of these firms and the industry as a whole. Um, how about you guys? Sort of, what has been an impactful part of LMA for you? What has been the most Meaningful aspect of being a member of a trade association that you know represents four thousand of our peers and
0: professionals, Kim. Oh, for me, friendships and having a peer network is has been tremendous. Um, I I I think that. I wouldn't even be perhaps in some of the roles that I've had, but for the LMA community and people who've made connections for me, people who've made connections for me to help hire people onto my own teams. Um, So perhaps it's obvious, perhaps that's what a trade organization primarily exists for, but that has been uh, absolutely invaluable to me as a professional, just as a human being to have others um, who are friends. Uh, who know what the journey is like to walk um, and to have someone to bounce ideas off of is tremendous. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for all of you. And I'm grateful for that experience.
1: Alicia, what about you? What has LMA um, meant to you? I know you and I have been on similar journeys in some ways, but your thoughts just on kind of the impact it's had on you and your thoughts about LMA.
2: Yeah, I, I would say all of the things that both of you have mentioned, I think one of the things that's so special about um, LMA as opposed to different professional associations, I've had the opportunity to to, to get a glimpse into is that they are, they are largely transactional communities, right? So you come and you get your continuing ed and um, your certificates of completion and, um, you know, reconnect with people who you're not working with, but it's largely because that's a connection to the next great opportunity. Um, And I really do think that we have such a deep um, spirit of community here where people are truly friends for decades. Um, I vacation with some of my very closest friends that I've made here in the LMA community. Um, I would hope that as we forged forward um, that the, we, we are consciously competent um, as a as an association of that unique character quality about us. Um, I think oftentimes we can be unconscious that we benefit from that, but we're not always realize we don't always realize that what it takes to create that sense of community um is it just a continued spirit of both hospitality to new members? I, w- I would hope that our ranks continue to grow and that as, um, those of us who are becoming more senior, we're always looking for ways to welcome the, ju- the most junior and newest members um, into our ranks. And we're, we're continuously um, uh, spending as much time reading and welcoming new people um, who might be interested in the profession, as well as, the, as LMA specifically. Um, I would hope that we also recognize that a lot of what we have been able to accomplish as an association is because people have been sacrificial to um, the association and to each other. And so while lots of good things come back to us because we serve and we, we're, we're willing to devote our time and energy as volunteers, um, it's because so many people give so many hours of their time and uh, Effort, right, and talents um, to this association that we have been able to be so strong, and so I would hope people continue to recognize like this is a place that we have to both get from, and we have to give into, and those are two things that I think have allowed us to grow like we have.
1: Well, that's great, and I would tell people again. I always want to emphasize that sometimes those of us that have been around a little bit we understand and appreciate the network. I always want to speak to the people who are new and new to the industry, more junior, this applies to you as well. Um, Maybe even more so because that's how we came to appreciate the network is investing in it very early. So go to your manager, go to your boss and talk to them about the value of being part of LMA. But I, I, the business case for me has always been, it makes me a better professional. You know, now I've had several personal, you know, growth opportunities and things like that. But when you make the business case to your firm about why you should be part of LMA, it makes you a better professional because of the network, because of the knowledge, because of the education and um, all of the things you guys have said. So uh,
0: maybe we can wrap
1: up. Um, I know we've, we've had kind of a wide ranging, robust conversation here. Um, so when we think about the future and um, the legal marketing community, As an association, as members, as people who drive strategic growth at law firms, where do you think, if you're speaking to individual members, if you're speaking to people who are part of our community, where do you think people should focus their time, their effort um, to help sustain this tremendous growth? Building the network is obviously important, Uh, building a skill set. What are your thoughts on? what people can do personally to be part of this community to help sustain its
0: growth. Well, I have a thought on that. Um, And I think this will resonate with most people who've worked in legal marketing or business development that we oftentimes tend to be exceptionally uh, capable people and exceptionally knowledgeable about the firm and about the external environment. And as a result, because we tend to be people who just get stuff done and move things forward, that a lot of things tends to hit our desks or land on our plate that maybe really isn't within the realm of our job remit. And I think that is a perennial problem for, it has been a problem for the teams I've worked on. It's been something that's I've had to address personally. and. If I were to give this entire community one piece of advice, it would be focus on the business outcomes, focus on the money, and learn how to say no, Um, because it's really important. If you say yes to everything, then think about what you are implicitly saying no to. And so I, I think that it is counterintuitive oftentimes to those in our community, uh, because oftentimes it feels like if I say yes, then I'm pleasing the person who's asking, therefore I'm doing a good job, and that will help me. And rather, I would say in order to elevate yourself and continue to be known as a strategic business advisor, you have to say yes to the strategic business and learn how to um, effectively say no to the things that are not in furtherance of that end. And if you're uncomfortable with it, uh, know that that feeling of discomfort passes, um, after you say no, and you will be left with a feeling of accomplishment of saying yes to the business that matters and, and the things that drive business to the bottom line.
1: That's great. Kim, I always tell people part of our jobs are being comfortable, being uncomfortable. So you're true. Al- you're always going to be uncomfortable. We were put in very awkward situations. Sometimes, sometimes people use us in the middle of things, but being professional and being able to, um, sustain and find support in those situations is extremely important. Alicia, how about you? What are your thoughts on, um, you know, what what individuals can do to kind of help sustain this momentum for our industry and our association?
2: Maybe I'll take a slightly different um, yeah, please tack on answering that question, but. Um, I- I love the idea of knowing what your what is what is your job or your role to do so you can say no more clearly. and um, I th- or more strategically, <laughs> so you know what you can say yes to. Um, and I think that that has to be married with um, really having a sense of passion and purpose so that you bring your full self um, to your role and your job. Um, and having clarity about what your job is. So the clarity around what your job is, is that's have a really strong and clear conversation with your managers and your, your law firms. But in terms of tapping into your own um, fuel and passion and motivation, I often will say, even as we start to think about strategically where a lawyer should think about their own business development opportunity, that the magic intersection is when what you do is just a reflection of who you are, that's where things start to take a pow- take on a power of its own. And so one of the first things I always encourage um, people, I have a, the privilege or, or the honor of getting to mentor or guide is to be really clear from the get-go, what matters most to you. And maybe that goes back to some of the stuff that you're saying, <laughs> Ashraf. I just know my own personal experience, that my ability to tap into another day and approach it with as much enthusiasm as on day one is being really clear with myself, what I care about it, what are my values? If we're not clear about that from the get-go it can often be very confusing as we get going. <laughs> so know, know what matters most to each of you uh-huh. and then think about how you, how you use that as the fuel to do more of what you do.
1: Yeah, and expect that to be tested, right? Yeah. Expect people to push back and expect to fail but don't give up at the first sign of failure you know i've seen too many people um put their head down and not persevere right and again it comes back to we have a community of people who are all in this together and if you tap into those people you tap in you know to that network um you find strength in that right and we all have bad days um some of us have more than others but um I think that's if you can align your values with the ability to be professionally mature and um, address difficult situations while being uncomfortable, um, that is how this industry has continued to grow and thrive. And um, we continue to bring brilliant people into it with diverse backgrounds and diverse visions about where it's headed. And um, I am certainly excited about the future of the industry, uh, both the legal industry and the legal marketing industry. So with that, um, I wanna thank you, Kim. I wanna thank you, Alicia. Um, I wanna thank LMA for hosting us today. Uh, 100 is a big number and congratulations to the association for hitting that high water mark. and I hope they invite us back for 200 and 300 and 400 um, when we're retired and on a beach somewhere. Uh, but if you haven't already, uh, please be sure to subscribe to the LMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud and rate and review our episodes. A few like my kids, they always say rate and review or whatever it is, right? Subscribe and, um, but wherever you get your podcasts, you can find LMA. So um, thank you to everybody. Thank you to both of you. And uh, we wish you a good day.
0: That concludes another installment of the LMA podcast. To discover all that LMA has to offer, visit legalmarketing.org. For links to content featured in this episode, please check out the show notes. If you like the podcast and want to help others find us, we hope you'll take the time to subscribe to it and rate us on iTunes. Thank you and have a great day.